This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. Randall gave me a list of shit to ask you about. The zookeeper thing was on there. And I figured we would get into that, but we could save that for another time because I got a whole other list of zookeepers to fucking. That's one of my favorite things. And I'm actually not a zookeeper. No, no, I'm I'm actually um I'm over facilities, but we won't go down a rabbit hole. I came in with dangerous animal experience. Let's just put it that way. So I get to handle large animals and dangerous animals, and you know I have giraffes that lick the top of my head when I'm trying to weld. Right, but you also sing metal music, are capable of, and play guitar. Yeah, and, and country and whatever anybody wants to hear. <clears throat> Honestly, I mean, anytime I do karaoke, I'll get up and do Sinatra. Randall Fowler called you uh, the most interesting man in the world. Quote Mark, Uncle Randy. Goddamn. Yeah, he says that a lot. And I just, I've never been afraid to, to jump into something and learn about something. And to go experience it, live life. You know, that's what I even tell my kids that. Don't hold yourself back. Just go do it. Because what's what's the worst that could happen? That whole YOLO bullshit? Nah. You don't only live once. You only die once. So live every day. Way down in Virginia, amongst the tall grown sugar cane, lived a simple man and a Dominica hen and a rose of a different name. The first time I felt lightning, I was standing in drizzling rain with a trembling hand and a bottle of gin and the rose of a different thing. But the devil made me do it the first time, the second time I've done it on my own. Lord put a handle on the simple headed man and helped me leave that black rose alone. All right. Hello. Oh, shit. Turn down. Turn down for what? Hello. And welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And tonight we have a special guest. Uh, short notice, I have to say. Uh, this This lovely gentleman decided to come through and save my ass <laughs> because sometimes plans change. And uh, I put out the signal, and I got a response. So I'm very happy to have on the show tonight the host, uh, formerly of the Pub Shenanigans podcast. And we're going to get into some of the shenanigans. Uh, I think that that will be a lot of fun. But the current host of the Picks and Bones podcast, uh, Eric. How's it going, buddy? Man, it is going great, man. I'm so glad I was able to actually uh, jump in here and uh, help you out. I love your show, so it's a good opportunity. How did you uh, like that bullshit medley that happened right there at the beginning, huh? That wasn't good. Man, that was great, man. I love that old Waylon song. Man, um, I fucking hate phones. I, I'm too stupid to operate a smartphone, I guess. And uh, sometimes it's very discouraging <laughs> because I try hard and my phone just makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> that's You know, that's the best thing that phones are good for. That and if you got big hands... 
or thumbs, yeah, you're never going to type anything right. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I have the autocorrect. It saves me a lot. I usually just do the the slidey finger shit because if I get in there with my fat ass thumbs, it's just yeah, nope, doesn't work. And see, my autocorrect always screws me. It changes slide to fuck every time. <laughs> you probably meant fuck most of the time. Let's be honest. I probably did. <laughs> Well, yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you know, it's funny. We have mutual friends and uh, a lot of them. Yeah, actually. You are, you are a, a member of the Civilized Creatures Podcast Network, another pillar of the podcast circle jerk. You know, we've kind of been around each other, but we haven't got to meet. So, hey, buddy, I'm Jody B. Nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, I'm Eric Moore, man. I'm glad to be on your show, Jody B. Yeah. No, I've heard a lot about you and I'm interested. I want to see kind of what happens because... If you don't mind, let's let's kind of get into the long and the short of it. You you came along a few months ago. Let's say yep. what? It's about six, eight, somewhere around there? Yeah. Now, were now. you guys doing a show before, or did you come in and go straight onto the, the network stuff? Um, came on. We had actually, we were only a few episodes in, actually, and I saw something from Randall, because I'd followed, you know, uh, Married AF, Randall and Brooke. Oh, yeah. Uncle Randy. <laughs> Yeah, Uncle Randy got down. Yeah, they're on the episode before you. <laughs> so that's, oh, that's going to awesome. be fun. You get to come right after so you can say hi to him. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I told him that I was coming on tonight. He goes, you're going to rock it, sir. But, uh, you know, they I know they they put out a feeler for uh, looking for more people to join the network. And I'm like, hey, you know, I know we're new, but I would really love for us to have an opportunity to help us learn how to do it right and us all just work together to succeed. Normally, you had to have 10 episodes in, but apparently we made Randall and Larry and John laugh their asses off, so I think we got an exception. I mean, we're not hard to please, really. I mean, I don't know about John. John's a, a fucking uh, a Jersey kid. I don't know, but I think people from, from this part of the country, you know, a few good place dick jokes, and oh, yeah. uh, you, you can pretty much charm a crowd, so. <laughs> well, and we're all Southern. That's and, it. You know, we... we you know, we, we have our own sense of humor. We speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we speak. That's uh, usually in public. There's no uh, lack of uh, telling yeah. you a little about yourself if you're curious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you got You want to know something? Just ask. I love it, man. And it's it's cool when I bump into people like that 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 kind of speak the same language. Because I've had a few folks already. I'm sure with like what you're doing now. Um, Shit, just to skip around a little, uh, you know, you're interviewing people like solo. Yeah. And uh, that gets real interesting real quick, especially if you don't know the people you're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I mean, it really does. Because, you know, I went from kind of hosting and hurting four of us to doing a whole solo thing. But the solo thing is what I've been talking about wanting to do for because the music thing, you know, I've worked in, I've worked, I've either played in bars doing music myself or I've worked in bars bouncing or, you know, bartending. So the last one I was at, I was there for a long time and I used to tell the owner, I'm like, you know, one of these days I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to do it right here and talk to all the musicians that come in here. Right. Cause I've made a lot of good friends that way, but I didn't know where the hell to start or anything. So then, you know, working at this other bar hanging out with these guys and we say, Oh, we should do a podcast. So then I, you know, here <laughs> this I is a in. great question. Like a, just somebody had to say it right in this day and age. Just who was it? <laughs> who was the person that actually leaned in and said, Oh, this would be cool. We should record this. <laughs> um, 
well, it started out, we, we should get this on video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then it evolved into, hey, we should do a podcast because one of the other guys, his girlfriend was doing this little, they called it a podcast, but it was basically her and this other dude getting high and sitting in the backyard talking about shitting on themselves oh, nice. for like three hours. That's oh, too long. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, that was, that was like, that was like anything beyond three minutes was too long. Yeah. Too much. And you know, nobody, nobody needs shit and fart jokes for three hours. I can do that, but you got to break it up a little. You got to break. Well, shit it's got to be funny. Well, it's not got to, it's, it can't be the repetitive same thing over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> and that's exactly how they devolved. So we just jumped in, you know, I did research I went out, I invested into all the equipment. Needless to say, I've had to upgrade a few things here and there since I got started because I couldn't stand bad audio. So, yeah. you know, a best thing, I, best investment was Sure Microphones. And uh, I need Sure to be a sponsor. Yeah, shout out Sure. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. If you're listening, hit me up. When I come across hosts that have also been involved with music in some way, form, or fashion, because they usually are pretty big sticklers for audio. And that's, I think it's a golden rule. Like if I've said the triangle, it's quality content promotion. Bing. That's your podcast triangle. Yeah. And Just ask John McInnes. Yeah. He'll tell you real quick. But if you cannot get the best quality sound, I, you know, you're not going to get Joe Rogan sound, but if you're not doing everything you can to make it as easy on the ears as, as you can, you're really doing yourself a disservice. That's um, the truth. And I'm just being honest because you got to think there's a lot of people that probably listen to podcasts in earphones. Yeah. I listen to mine and in my truck while I'm working. So it's a little different. I sometimes will get motherfuckers that don't check their audio first and they upload at like a three decibel. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then I go up, 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 volume boost, up, 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 and I can still barely hear them because I'm driving in a yeah. truck. And I tell people I'll, I'll, that is one of the only things I will comment, if I, even if I don't know you. If I like your show or something like that, and I'll just go, hey. You want to like it. Turn it up. Turn it up, up, up. We can always turn it down. Turn that shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's something John taught me right out of the gate. Because, you know, if you come in from the musician standpoint, you can set up a mixing board to play live show blindfolded. It's a whole different beast when you start doing that home recording and everything. And yeah, I'll be honest. In a fucking studio. <laughs> yeah. I fucked things up like numerous times when we were doing the old the other show. Whereas I'd, I'd forget to hit record or the audio software just didn't want to cooperate. Best investment I ever made was a uh, Zoom digital audio. Everything runs through that. So I'm getting it in duplicate. So I've always got that pure audio as my back, as my backup lifesaver. Yeah. So uh, that's my one thing I would tell anybody wanting to get into podcasting. Spend the money. Do, spend the hundred bucks and, do the extra backup so you've always got something to fall back should you have a technical failure. Yeah, I've got a couple of lost episodes. I've only got one or two that should be lost. Yeah. But that was because I was talking to, you know, I was interviewing a guy and he's a personal friend of mine, which this makes it even sadder for me to say this. He's outside talking on his cell phone. And he lives up in the mountains anyway, so it's kind of a spotty connection. Yeah. But he's out there playing with his fucking dog and just you could tell the audio is just, I did everything I could to clean it up. Yeah. It's not perfect, but he loved it. So that's all that matters. It's fucking birds. 
and bugs in the background. You know, him, you hear that whole, you know, where that all that audio background, and you're just like, oh man, come on. I just need this to be clear so people can understand you. Yeah. Which is why I hate doing direct phone interviews. Yeah, I don't like phones. Um, I, I've gotten to a point now where I at least ask people ahead of time to have headphones or something. The little earbuds with a microphone. I was like, oh, that's yeah. better than nothing. Because then you can at least get a controlled point of sound. <laughs> then it's just yeah. up to them to not be fiddle-fucking around with the microphone while they're sitting there. Because I've had a few of those. They're making a good point, Eric. Like, go off on one, I'll poke them enough, and they start walking. And I'm just like, keep going. And then all yep. of a sudden, you hear... And it's just, yep. I don't know if they're getting up. <clears throat> I don't know if they're just flicking a bug off their shirt. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, are you are you taking a leak while we're talking, man? Did somebody, on. like, drop kick you down a hill? What the fuck is that <laughs> noise? <laughs> right, exactly. And they might have literally just adjusted in their chair. So that does I suck. I suggest... You eat potato chips. <laughs> Uh, I've gotten pretty anal about it. So that's, yeah, I would say that to anybody. Get your quality up. Quality is the top of the pyramid. Bing! Sorry I went off on the tangent. No, that's fine. Um, what? I went on a tangent. We're talking, buddy. So true, we were talking true. about the, the whole situation with the pub shenanigans. And that's how I came across you. And I guess you yeah. guys, how many episodes did you do of that show altogether before everything kind of stopped? Ah. Uh... I think we had. Hold on, I can actually I can actually tell you that answer. I want to say like 40, 50? <clears throat> No, we didn't even have that many. Twenty eight. That's. <laughs> um, I think it was twenty three. Yeah, we made it. We you know we made it to twenty three, and there wasn't anything more. Twenty two, twenty two exactly. And you know it was fun for a while, but you know you run into all these. You've got a whole lot of different personalities. Um, one of the guys ended up going on the road for work. And uh, he was on, he was kind of the other bit of glue that right. was kind of holding things together. The co-host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other guys just kind of showed up and forced Gump their way through life. And, you know. Ooh, it's and, so salty, Eric. I love it. Well, no, they, they admittedly would tell you that, that they just first gumped their way through life. I'm just gumping it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was, I got tired of doing it all myself because I'm like, hey, we need to, everybody needs to contribute content. Yeah. It's frustrating. I prefer to work on my own now. Yeah. All by <laughs> because myself. I can only, I can only get by myself, get mad at myself. Right. It's all and on I know, you. And I, <laughs> yeah, I bring my content. I mean, I can depend on me showing up and doing what I needed to have done. And it's, I mean, you know, to, you know, bring something to the table where you don't feel like you're carrying, you know, 800 pounds of other dudes on your back. I've never been involved in a show like that. I personally think there shouldn't be more than three people on a show at once. That's just me. That's when I start to get difficulties, unless they're trained show people, like they know how to follow the rules. I'm not even so bad as to, like, just, oh, I can't listen to this. Like, I'll try. But if you really can't not talk over each other or, you know, people are just, like, screaming when other people are whispering and shit, like, it gets it gets tough. If you've got somebody that just bogarts the whole shit, like me, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough call when you got that many people trying to talk. Or you've got people that they're screaming, you know, 
they have no concept of distance to a microphone. You know, half the time you can't hear them because they're they're backed up so far, and then they come in and just their volume goes up. <laughs> you should be able to talk. You know, give a good you know fist distance between you and the microphone. Yeah, maintain a steady you know steady voice. You don't have to yell. Yelling is, I mean, if you're going to yell, you need to be back away from the microphone. So it's just, you know, it's hard to try to do a show with four other personalities. And, you know, it's always the person that brings the less that barks the loudest. And you're drinking, right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're making me like, ang- like my anxiety <laughs> shit. Like, oh, man, I haven't listened to a lot of pub shenanigans, to be honest with you. So I'm going to have to check fine. out a few. Just to, to get a dose, but I can't promise anything, Eric. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, and, you know, some things need to die. <laughs> I know that sounds horrible. I think they're actually, they're trying to do something different. They won't be able, it won't be another podcast because they, they think they're, they're more video. Let's just put it that way. They're YouTube guys. Oh, that's cool. That'll be fun to come up with content for. I don't like YouTube. Um, Not on there. I don't fuck with them. They don't like I don't really either. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they do with you too. You know, I don't and I wish that. those guys all the best. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I wish them all the best. So that, but, well, that's that. So that's done. And yeah. now you, as Eric, uh, you've been yeah. involved with, like, would you sing or you play instruments? What do you, what part of the, the band? All the above. Ooh. Um, and every man. What, uh, <laughs> what genres? Well, let's see. I was in my first band at 15. Okay. Uh, How old are you? Now? I was, I was, I'm 48. Woo. <clears throat> so uh, it was a metal band. It was a hair metal band. I, I mean, I did my first show in a garage at 15 years old and out there singing Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, throwing everything out there. Over the years, I mean, I play guitar, some bass. Um, but over the years, I've literally done everything from screamo to bluegrass gospel you've got a good voice i don't know i'm sure people have told you that before but i think that's what i have heard of you i think you were on a show with them the other night and uh, i was like oh no you weren't that was just drinks with larry that's what it was aaron oh he sounded really weird that night i don't know but (laughs) yeah aaron 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 got a uh one he he came from the south and he was caucasian for a night it's hilarious (laughs) But I made Aaron proud. No, he was, said I repped him well. It's a good job, man. <laughs> yeah. I think he was worried that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be able to represent him um, in the manner that he felt like he needed to be represented. Yeah. But you know, when I called Stephanie a lesbian and I, I told them that I was the only goddamn talent on that show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just disinterested in anything they had to say. I think I won him over. I love it. No, that was a good job. And that's kind of what turned me on to, to the thing. I need to start uh, checking out Picks and Bones, which is what you're doing now as yeah. the solo guy. And you're actually getting to interview. Are you doing it from any like place in particular, like a bar or something? Or are you actually traveling around talking to people? Like what's your, what's your I do a little bit of both. setup now? Um, I mean, I kind of keep everything. I mean, my setup is, is minimalistic. So, I mean, literally, I've got two backpacks and a microphone bag so i can go anywhere um i've done a few shows recorded a few shows in bars 
or coffee houses, wherever we had to be, we, you know, particularly ended up. Um, I just did one last week. Um, we were on a pier out thousand feet out in the ocean and I'm recording one because a good friend of mine was, was the, uh, band for that weekend. It was her and her band playing and she's from up here where I live in upstate South Carolina. And we were talking the weekend before and she's like, you know, I'm going to be down there and you're going to be there. Let me come up. You know, I've been wanting to come on your show. Why don't we do the show where we can hear the host? Like, oh yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. I don't know. Um, How did it turn out sound wise though? Oh, it turned. I mean, honestly, it sounded great. Pretty cool. Okay. Um, you just hear just a really light, you know, ocean in the background. Um, or so you could hear, you know, the little bit of the music that's playing while they're trying to get everything set up. Cause I mean, we're literally right there in front of the stage talking and everything. Cause that was the only space we could get, but it still, it went, I mean, it went really good because I was able to control a lot of the audio and, you know, gain and all that good stuff can take out so much of that noise. Right. But, uh, and then I, then mostly because the vans that I bring in are so varied and they're all across the country now, you know, I thought I was going to be happy with just getting a few people from around here. I didn't realize that this was going to grow Yeah, as fast as it did. It's fun, right? I mean, yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, my first guest was a four-time Grammy winner. I mean, he played, he was a founding member of the Ohio players. Uh, he was low riders and, you know, Americana blues singers out of Detroit. Um, Jennifer Westwood, phenomenal voice and in an absolute joy. And now I'm very proud to say is, is a dear friend and I'm getting folks out of Oregon, the country. I mean, I could get American Americana bluegrass country artists. I could get them on my show all day long. Did just bring on my first hip hop artist, Ambush Vin. So if anybody's looking for somebody exceptionally unique, because everything is sci-fi and Star Wars based, this guy is is he's the damn bomb for real. I, I got a few people I might have to introduce you to. No, hey, please do. I, I, I assume you you've told me you've listened to a few episodes, but I, I don't recommend people go way back. But I have an episode from way back with this cat named Anomaly. He's up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, he's he's got a very interesting story. <laughs> I'll have to shoot that one to you. He's a he's a good yeah. dude, but he's a he's a a street gorilla. <laughs> you know everybody everybody needs a voice, and you know I've kind of I've gotten to the stage where I mean yeah I'll get up on stage. I've got friends and anytime they're playing, I'm at a show like hey come up do a sing a song. I'll do that, but. I've kind of, I got to get, kind of got out of things, started putting more time into and energy into the family. Yeah. So this was my way of staying in music and supporting music the best way I knew how. So I'm able to help people get heard that you may not hear them. You may have never heard of them, but because of my show, People are getting to hear them. And they're people, like I said, they're people from all across the country. And one of the perks that I do for my show is anybody that comes on, I've got a curated Spotify playlist that you can go on and it's Picks and Bones, you know, music podcast playlist. And anybody that's come on my show, 
even if they haven't been on my show yet, I've got to do some updates and everything tomorrow. But you can go on, you can hear all these people from all across the country. And I'm, I've got I've got a bunch of folks from Nashville getting ready to come on, Texas. I'm actually working on a couple of Canadian uh, groups. I've got a, I'm trying to get Kitty on. I don't I don't know if you remember them. They had a couple of big hits in the eighties. I don't recognize the name. I'm sorry. What what were the songs they had? Uh, Kitty. We can. I. You know what? I have music at my fingertips, kiddo. I'm gonna look. <laughs> there it up. you go. Give me the song. What's up? It's a uh, Kitty. Yeah. Uh, brackish. All right, motherfuckers. The song we have for you is a song you all may know. So if you know the words, I want you to sing along and kick some fucking ass. Okay. Song's called Brackish. Is the live version okay? Yeah. There's a lot of chicks. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and they're pretty heavy. Eight, nine chicks? <clears throat> yeah. It's a big band. God damn. So do they all have uh, separate instruments and shit that they do? Or they're just like a yeah. bunch of singers? Or they all... And they can all interact and, and switch out. Interesting. And I've got a couple of uh, somewhat national acts that I can't talk about yet that we're just trying to get a day in time worked out to get on. I've uh, not had a lot of luck with uh, musicians. Unfortunately. I mean, I've had a few. I just, for some reason, I think it's because I only really interact with people on Twitter. I don't fuck with uh, managers and bookers and shit like that. You know, I really don't either. Yeah, well, apparently, if you really want to get, like, the big bigs, <laughs> that's if you would just like to have somebody to speak to that maybe you want to ask them some questions, apparently there's, yeah. like, people to call. With so many of the people that I've talked to, we have a mutual friend um, that's in the industry or, you know, used to play with them or whatever. So I've, I've been really fortunate that if there's some of these folks, and there's a couple that I want to work on trying to get on the show that are bigger names that we have a lot of mutual friends. So I'm kind of getting them to kind of butter them up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, grease the wheels, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, hey, man, talk me up a little bit because I would really love to get this cat on my show. Okay, and they're like, why do you want to talk to him? You're not allowed to talk about it? No, not yet. Do you want me to bleep it out? <laughs> you have to tell nah, me after I'm the show. I'm surprise everybody with it. <laughs> I've had a couple. I really was trying to get like Sammy Kershaw. That's a dude I think would be fun to talk to. John Anderson, I think would be a lot of fun. There's like one dude that manages eight fucking guys that I think would be awesome. And that one fucking dude doesn't respond to emails. So that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, well. Or he doesn't respond to emails that say podcast in them. Well, or it may be that he just doesn't know the podcast, so, you know, it may be intimidating him. 
I'd probably be pretty boring for some of those old cats, but I think it would be cool uh, to just sit there and hear I'll some of it. their stories, you know? I'll tell you somebody that's fun to talk to is Travis Tritt. I would almost give a pinky finger to speak to Travis Tritt. That would be cool as shit. He is honestly one of the most down to earth guys you'll ever talk to. Yeah. Like it's, you kind of, I think I just got a boner. Jesus, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I've had, a, I've had opportunities to actually get to meet and interact with a lot of, you know, bigger musicians over the years because of different things I was involved in. So, you know, I got to meet him because of a music festival I used to work with. I mean, I met him, met Jewel. <clears throat> She was uh, a different sort. Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, you know, I was on top of, uh, I met all the guys from train. We were literally on top of their bus, half drunk, throwing water balloons at people. That's great. At like 12 o'clock in the morning. So we so, I mean, like working security and stuff. Is that? No, I was, I was actually part of the booking and hospitality for all the bands. So they liked so, you. They're like, come on, Eric, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's go have some fun. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the guy I'm working for is like, he's from England. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I said, keeping your artists happy. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm massaging them. Leave me alone. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm just helping them let off steam. They're nice guys. Let them be. They, they put on a hell of a show. Did you have any that surprised you? Um... As far as like being awesome or being assholes, both, like make, Jewel, get like a best and a worst. Um, Jewel was so high she forgot her own lyrics. <laughs> We've all been there, Eric. <laughs> well, come yeah, on, man. Yes, we have allegedly. Maybe not on stage. It's definitely don't. You know, you want to give that shit a few minutes before you go out there and try to jam uh, a Jewel song. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> bless my um, heart. Let's say one of the best, um, Daryl Scott and the Abbott brothers, just phenomenal guys. And I can't say anything but nice things about those guys. I know I've heard and probably heard their music, but I can, it's not coming to my head right now. Well, Daryl Scott you've probably heard song songs that he's written that other people have recorded. Yeah. But seriously, he is one of the most phenomenal musicians you would ever hear and songwriters this might this man storyteller like buddy L. I like songwriters I'm a lyric guy <laughs> I don't usually I usually get music people so I'm more of a uh, uh, listen to the words memorize the song and be like that's a good fucking song <laughs> that's well okay let's see um, long time gone Dixie Chicks he wrote that song it's a great song um it's one of my favorite Dixie Chicks songs, and then I'll tell you why. It's different from from most of their shit, and there's yep. something about that the way that it rolls, like it's perfect. That is probably one of their best songs, in my opinion. Yep. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And uh, it's a great day to be alive. Travis Tritt recorded. Never leave Harlan alive would give you goosebumps on goosebumps. I love that shit. Like Rhett Aikens. There's a few of those dudes <laughs> yeah. that are floating around that like you wouldn't know. Uh, uh, fuck Phil Vassar he's another one he'd be cool to talk oh. to I met him back in the day briefly he was a friend of a friend's and he was hanging out at their farm and it was just like okay I was kind of like uh. hey Phil <laughs> and I don't you know I don't get starstruck I, it's just it was one of those times that I was just like uh 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 
<clears throat> the first big name person <clears throat> musically that I ever met. I was 16 years old. I was head cook at Western Sizzling. And our owner came in and said, we're closing down. You're going to cook for, you're going to cook for a special dinner tonight. And I'm like, okay. And the special dinner was, I cooked dinner for Tanya Tucker and, um, Hank Williams Jr. And we actually, I, they called me out, had me sit at the table with yeah, them. You to, hey, you have to tell me everything about this story, Eric. Just, oh, I'm telling you the story. Yeah, so let's just so you know, like, just give me the whole thing. <laughs> so, you know, they were like, hey, you know, I really love the food. Why don't you come out here and sit and talk with us? Which translated into, hey, let's go sit on the bus and, you know, you, we'll show you the bus. You know, I, I had an you know, autograph, you know, best damn steak in South Carolina kind of thing. And I mean, she was she was one of the sweetest people you would ever meet. And he Jr. was just a trip. I mean, he he is everything. If every what you see is what you get. There is no putting anything on. That guy is just. I mean, what you see out in public is what you're going to get in private. Both of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's a little overwhelming to be around. To be honest with, you. I mean, he, he's got a, how, just a big, strong personality. How big is he? Like I've I've not seen him you know, close enough. I've been to a concert or two, but I you know you get like a mental image of how big motherfuckers are <laughs> over time, and then you find out like they're way just off. over six foot range, right? So he's just a pretty just over average sized dude. He's not like a yeah. monster. No, he's no Trace Adkins. Fucking Alan Jackson, another one, super nice guy. One of the funniest things from the CMA, I remember every time when I was a kid, when they would you know he was just. Between him and fucking George Strait and shit, they were going back and forth. He would always like have the same thing. He'd walk up to that fucking podium, and he would barely be in frame because he's tall as shit, apparently, and everybody yeah. else is short as hell. And so he would stand there with his knuckles on the fucking table podium, and he would and have, have to, to squat down to talk in the mic. He'd have to duck in like a fucking merchant leaning out a Dutch door. Like, <laughs> just want to say uh, thanks to my mama. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, baby Jesus. That music's changed a lot, man. I, I miss oh, it. Oh, it has. I, I love 90s country. It's the shit I locked into when I was a kid. And, like, there's a few of them. I'm, I don't want to be that guy that just straight shits on everything. It's not everything. But there is a lot of stuff that's quickly manufactured and, you know, kind of polished turds and it sells and it's not for me and I can appreciate that, but every once in a while they'll sneak one in on you now. Brother, I can tell you I can tell you a handful right now that would make you damn proud. You need to listen to Turnpike Troubadours. Okay. Even though they broke up, they're one of the best bands out there. American Aquarium, they're phenomenal. Whiskey Myers. Um and then a couple of local bands, Dirty Grass Soul. And Justin Clyde Williams. I mean, Justin Clyde is about as old school kind of country as you can get for a young guy. Just damn fine position. This old heart's been pining for that straight and narrow. But the whiskey keeps me crooked on that path. The farm lines make long nights in yours. 
fuck around and sit there listen to the whole song. <clears throat> His cover of Poncho and Lefty is amazing. I saw that. I have to put that on the list. You have to check him out. Listen, listen to his whole uh, EP. It's good. I mean, and that guy, he, he's been on the show. Man, we could have talked for five hours. <laughs> Just a cool guy. Just a cool guy. Um, and musicianship. I mean, the guy can will play anything. But yeah, so much of these guys are, uh, you know, they're getting noticed and recognized across the country now too. And they're just some local guys from around here. It's the beauty of the internet, man. I love it. The Cinderella story. You just drop <laughs> in on somebody and then enough people see it and it takes off. That's what happened with that little Nas X dude. That shit made me so fucking happy, Eric. Oh man, I can't, I, you know, I can honestly say I've not listened to that whole song. You don't have to listen to the whole song. The story speaks for itself. Somebody took yeah. a chance and he played by the rules and then he got kicked out. And then old Billy Ray Cyrus fucking stepped in and put his dick on the table. And he was like, well, now I don't it, care. Well, now it is a country song. <laughs> yeah, because my daughter's Miley. She gets naked and her swing's on a wrecking ball. It's fine. She she can do that oh, with her chicken I love butt. Her. Yeah, no, no. The, Dude, she is one of my guilty pleasures. Hey, the wrecking ball's a good song. See, you it's didn't a talk great damn shit. song. Fuck you. <laughs> you get white girl wasted. And you're going to sing that song as loud as you can. We were talking about songwriters a second ago, and I, I mentioned one earlier. So I got to—I'm going to reel it all the way back. We started with Waylon Jennings, right? Yep. You're a Waylon fan. <laughs> yes. Like uh, I'm not a deep-rooted Waylon fan, but I'm not like a casual fan. I'm right there in the middle. Like I have okay. probably most everything he's done. I just haven't listened to all of it because I'm a music hoarder. No, I am too. I mean, that's why I can't have. I, you know, at one point I had a, uh, I had a two hundred gig hard drive completely full of nothing but music and not a repeat. Yeah, I've got uh, about three, about three seventy right now on a yeah. terabyte. Yeah, so I mean, the rest of us, my podcast. Get it. Yeah, 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 I just collected <laughs> like cars, Jay Leno. Jody B, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple of questions at you that I throw at people on my show. Yeah. Okay. What was the first record CD album you ever got yourself that it went out and bought? Yep. Or stole? I don't care. <clears throat> I mean, hell, we all stole you know cassettes back in the day and shit. But the first one you got, you you went and picked out. Even if it wasn't your money, somebody bought it for you. It was the one you picked out. The second released public. Kid Rock album. History of Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got the other one burnt, the first one. And I never owned the, the what is it, Grit Sandwich, the the way back. But, yeah, the old, old one. Yeah, that one. I went to Best Buy and bought it. Okay. <clears throat> it would have been that or Nelly Country Grammar. It's one of those two. Because I didn't buy a lot of CDs, so I had to actually sit here and think for a second. I would have been like, you know, early teenager. And I'm telling you that Nelly Country Grammar is still a damn hot CD. It's a great CD. <laughs> I mean, it's damn good music, man. I've listened to it a lot. Yeah. And see, I'm a bit, I love Luda too. I'm a, I'm a Dirty South rap fan. I, same. And I'm an old school, you know, NWA. I think we're going to, like, the name of this episode is going to be Do We Just Become Best Friends? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to make room for activities. 
Man, no, uh, another buddy of mine, I've had him on the show a few times. He plays, and uh, he it was me and him, and collectively, over, I don't know, probably six or seven years, we just went. We went, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's awesome. I think the last awesome. time I checked it, it would play for something like eight months. And, like, you start it, and it just plays 24-7. It would take eight months or some shit like that for it to go through all the stuff. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like 33,000 tracks, what I have. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I got and some let me good guess, shit in there, Let me man. guess. It covers all genres. Yeah, I got everything. I'm light in a few spots. I don't have a lot of, like, gospel or, you know, like, newer shit, because I really haven't done it in a while. It was my buddy and I's thing, and... We didn't break up as friends, but we both kind of have lives now that went astray. So we kind of just do our thing. I get it. But yeah, man, I I crack it open every once in a while. I don't have an iPod anymore, and I listen to podcasts. But yeah, dude, I've, I got a <laughs> yeah. I don't have an iPod anymore, and I listen to podcasts. Fucking that stack of shit that I just anytime I'm, I'm ready, I can roll in here and dig through it, and I can dig up. I've got some stuff they don't have. You know, it's just not on. Fucking Amazon Music <laughs> is not on YouTube. You got some bootlegs, what you're saying. I got some bootlegs. I got some rare copy shit. Like, you got to go to the concert. But it's great stuff. Love it. Love yeah. it. You ever heard of Brother? You know that band? I'm not real familiar with them. So, it's something my wife turned me on to. It's like Cowboy Mouth. That's another one that she was just like, hey, check this out. Never heard of them. Drummer's a lead singer. It's a weird arrangement. Uh but Cowboy Mouse is a good band. It's great. I'm just saying, like, it is odd for a drummer to be a lead singer. That doesn't happen a lot. Phil Collins. Right. Go on. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hold on. Foo Fighters? You want to use Dave Grohl? I'll let you have Dave <laughs> no, Grohl. No, you can't, you can't use Dave Grohl. Because <laughs> Dave Grohl wasn't singing. Uh, he wasn't a lead singer when he was playing drums. Just saying. He was just a drummer. He, he could. Sully. Sully Erna can play the shit out of some drums. I'm just saying, yeah. like, there are people that can do it, but it's not a big one. But Brother, I don't want to be disrespectful. I think they're Scottish. There's okay. Ba- there's bagpipes. And there's oh, a, I love it then. There's a didgeridoo. But also, like, electric guitar and, like, dual vocals, and they have accents. Maybe they're Irish. They're Irish or Scottish. See, okay, the name of the band is Brother. I'm going to look it up right now. See, this that's what I'm looking right now. Is no. it Brother or brother. Brothers? Just Brother. Um, there's a whole lot of Brother stuff nowadays. No, no, no. I know there's not a lot of this. Like I said, there's not a lot of it on the internet. I have an album. Okay, look. I'm betting. Here we go. I got to go on YouTube. That's what I was going to say. YouTube will have it. The time is. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to blow your mind hole. You ready? Do it. It's long, so we can chat a little bit. All right. But I have this whole album. Man, that's got that 80s porno guitar. It's about to get real crazy. They gotta let you feel it. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Are they kind of jam band? 
A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. There it goes. This is some world music shit, bro. That reminds me of Ashley McIsaac. Porno music and bad pipes, man. Hell yeah. I guess my wife saw these guys live, maybe? That's awesome. I don't know. She doesn't do drugs, or she didn't do drugs then, so... I don't know. <laughs> been a lot to deal with. I hope they start singing. I want you to hear what they're working with. I don't know. Maybe it's not a singing song. Well, wait a second. But yeah. I dig it, though. There's shit like that that I got just floating around that you can't just go to a store and buy. The tide is out. The water's clear. The time is now. The place is in. The rain came down. The sky is near. So yeah, and then I guess they start playing guitar again and uh, bagpipe. I dig it, man. I'm going to have to listen to more of that. I mean... But yeah, that whole bagpipe and kind of the fiddle thing, that reminded me a whole lot of Ashley McIsaac, which that guy put out some great stuff. I really appreciate uh, good songwriters and like just quirky, rare shit like that. It's like my favorite things. I don't have a lot of them, but... I'm sure if if you you were racking them up like that, did you were you were you pirating your music mighty <laughs> much, or were you um, actually being responsible? allegedly? Yeah, yes. well, it's not cool to say it anymore. You know, <laughs> I had an addiction. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I mean, honestly, for a long time there, and then you know, between that or you know, a buddy of mine would have a CD and be like, "Hey man, have you heard them this band?" And I'm like, "No, give me here." And I'd just drop it in the computer and, you know, burn it over, save it over to the hard drive. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to check them out later. Mine now. Yeah. <laughs> Dibs. It still happens when you go fucking around in there and you find some shit you ain't heard in 10 years. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. You, just... you want to obscure. Sometime when you get it, when, you, when you're just kind of chilling at how the huh band, H-U, um, they're a Mongolian traditional instrumentation metal oh that's crazy dude they do like throat singing oh really and, I, I, yes, happen to enjoy. <laughs> I happen to enjoy fucking amazing they're throat actually coming to the town next to me and Hold I'm on. fucking going this is gonna be crazy kids don't take the acid this is gonna get weird <laughs> um I will tell you a wolf song or uh, Wolf Toad. Uh, here's an official music video. Hopefully this is these dudes. Uh, looks like Mulan. Maybe that's rude. I don't know. Yeah, my favorite of them is Wolf Totem. start almost like a video game yeah we're going on an adventure motherfucker
Hood Band. Yep. That's all they had was the music video. So it's uh, taking just a minute, kid. Yeah, it's got that in- that intro to it. Oh, yeah. I got time. It's but dude. <clears throat> got a samurai. Hey. Riding up on a horse. And see, I listened. I heard that for the first time. And the first time I heard it, I was like, hmm. And then it's like I kept listening to it. And then I made everybody listen to it. <laughs> Guy on a motorcycle. Yeah. Bunch of guys on motorcycles. And it's got a very Native American feel to it. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's instead of cowboys and one Indian, it's dudes on motorcycles and a Japanese cat on a house. Yeah. Mongolian. It's a good build. I like the drum. sit at a red light and just pump this. Oh, I have. Subwoofers And the lyrics are, are the serpent will fear us. The tiger will fear us. The dragon will fear us. For we are the wolf. Sounds like uh, Big Van Vader's music. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me think of Vader. time so I will take you down music rabbit holes <laughs> this is uh it's almost like beatboxing that's impressive I might have to look more into this I have to put it into my uh my Amazon music the Huff yeah I mean it's it's you're gonna send me down a fucking playlist now that was that was a lot of fun <laughs> I See? love that shit there you go <laughs> I don't know man like you'll stumble across them. we were talking about one uh in association to the the Waylon Jennings things uh, with, with Roger Allen Wade. He's a dude that I think would be cool as shit to talk to. He's one of those three-name fucking songwriters <laughs> that just happens like John to, Michael Montgomery. John Michael Montgomery, David Allen, Co. Uh, yep. there, there's people that can't John help Lee it. Hooker. John Lee Hooker. They go on and on. It's, it's a yep. creativity bug or you shoot people. I don't know. Maybe both. Maybe both. Either way, the only thing that I know that I would have seen him from before is he's Johnny Knoxville's uncle. Okay. So, he's done music for Jackass movies and shows. I gotcha. He's been on a few. Like, it's crazy when you look back at it and you realize, like, oh, shit, he was on there. Oh, wow. So, he's he's Johnny Knoxville's uncle, and he's been around the industry for a long time. But he's just never went, like, real mainstream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So here's the fun thing. We were talking about Waylon Jennings, and I heard this song of his, and it made me realize, like, oh, this dude, he he can actually write a song and 
and it's a good good shit. So I'm going to play it for you, and then I'm going to tell you what else he does. Okay. <laughs> so this is him in canary mode. You know exactly what he's going for, because you're a fan. Long intro. <laughs> Worth it. I shoplifted an eight-track tape J.C. Penney's when I was young. <laughs> Sounds like Roy D. Mercer. A little bit. One called the Silver Tongue Devil by the great Christopherson. I caught Bob Dylan on that Johnny Cash TV show. Turn me on, Willie Nelson, Lord, with nowhere's left to go. A little bit Jerry Reed. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, that first time oh, yeah. I saw Wayland. He's fit to touch you. Here it comes. Elvis and the Beatles didn't mean a damn thing to me. Yeah, my uncle saw that look in my eyes. Said the boy will never work another day in his life. A telecaster chicken picking with him to send me sailing. It's a little more wild at the end, so I'll spare you that. But like you hear that and you go, well, that's a Wayland fan. <laughs> oh, that's definitely a Wayland fan. That's what he was going for, and I think he did a great job. Oh, he did. That was I mean, that was awesome. Right. And I mean his voice kind of brings you back to some of these other guys, which I mean, that's great too. Right. So Roger Allen Wade. All right, I'm gonna have to listen to some more of him. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you can't find it. Oh, no. He's all over. That's not what he's known for. So this is what he's known for. Like the kind of stuff. he's He's got four albums of this. Okay. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man <laughs> in jail. I want one so ugly she'll crack a mirror and so fat she'll knock a needle off the scale. Long as she buy me a new Zebico, I don't care if she's built like a blue whale. I want a butt ugly slut with a bad drinking problem and a jealous old man in jail. Now, okay, it's very Wheeler Walker Jr. esque. But he's been doing this for like 30 fucking years. Well, he, he came along with David Allen Coe. Right. I mean, he did the same kind of shit. Eric, he's got these songs, man. <laughs> Look. Okay, I'm I'm gonna have to I mean I've got some guys. Oh, you're gonna to work go with you're me. gonna go deep. Roger Allen Wade, if you can get him, like it, I bet he would be a lot of Look. She's a gone back to whoring. <laughs> That's what I heard. Somewhere snoring with some old rich bird. You know the things that I gave her must have got kind of boring. 
last that I heard she done gone back to whoring. So yeah, some of it's crazy. I'm literally texting my best friend yeah. that he needs to listen to this guy tonight. I love this fucking dude. I went through his play, his whole catalog. I he's amazing. And I didn't get a response from him. I tried to address him and I said, "Hey, <laughs> on Twitter. That's the best I could do." Yeah. So, okay. I pulled him up and it and it automatically saved into my Spotify. So. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. Uh this is one that was actually covered by Confederate Railroad. You know the guys that do okay. trashy women? Oh yeah. They have a cover of this somewhere on the internet I saw. Roger Allen Wave. Well, she's a psycho bitch from hell sucking on a pale male. She gets drunk as a carload of white trash and walks like a duck. <laughs> she's hairy as the missing link. Her 12 D wide pick and paste stink. The nicest thing she ever said to me was you suck. All the best moves. So uh, I'm not going to spoil that one for you. That one gets good. <laughs> and this this last one, and we'll, we'll finish with Roger Allen Wade. Uh, but this one is is it's one of my favorites. There ain't no wings on a pachyderm. You're too fat to fly. There ain't no wings on a barnyard pig. You're too fat to fly. And there ain't no wings on your big ass, and there ain't no wonder why. If you get on, I'm getting off. You're too fat to fly. Greyhound to get you there, you're too fat to fly. The bus tires need extra air, you're too fat to fly. Who sold your big ass? He's a wonderful songwriter. And he's, he's an interesting songwriter. Oh my God, you're... Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be one hell of a rabbit hole. He's been one of my favorite people I've come across the last few years here, and there was one other one that I could tell you about if you don't know, but you might because uh, you're over on that side of the country. You know who, uh, Mofro? You ever listen to Mofro? Yeah. I fucking love Mofro. J.J. Gray? <clears throat> yeah, that's a great band. Dude. I've had to turn a few people on to him, and I haven't had no complaints. <laughs> Most people go nuts. And it's weird because if you listen to their old stuff, it's he's very soulful, you know, high, higher pitched. And then you listen to that live album shit that came out later, and he is gravelly as fuck. Well, it's like, uh, what is it? Uh, Seven Mary Three. Well, they had a couple different singers, though. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's what his range is that original Seven Mary Three shit. Well, or you uh, you actually get in there and listen to the acoustic they, the album they did, or Hammer to a Stone. That's one of the best damn songs ever recorded. This uh, Seven Mary Three. Uh huh. Like they that. did a lot. They did an acoustic uh, live album, and Hammer to a Stone is one of the best damn songs they've ever done. I like Lucky. I think that's probably one of my favorite. Lucky is a good one. Great song. But there's a lot of and, growl in that one. <laughs> well, you know, and Cumbersome is for like, you know, drinking PBR, doing karaoke. Well, that's the one that everybody knows. So that's nice. That, like, that's the one they actually play on the fucking radio. But if you dig into Seven Mary Three, that band changed like five fucking times. It's weird. Oh, yeah. You go just two albums up and it'll be a completely different sound. 
Well, and, you know, even with not just them, <clears throat> but a lot of those bands from that same era, you know, their their sounds changed immensely. Or they got different singers, or the whole band has changed. So, uh, I want to do the J.J. Gray transition. This is crazy. This is like Alistair Overeem <laughs> when he went from light heavyweight to heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is... Uh, they're one of their original albums, and this is what they originally sounded like. I like funk. I don't know. I love it. I like uh, Dr. John. He's like one of my favorite people. This is the world in which we live. Oh. This is all taking a gill. It's baby making music right there. It's so baby making. I love this shit. That bass is all kinds of dirty. I fucking love this band. So that was the original cut of that song. That's awesome. Here's the other one. It's, it's a lot, lot different. <laughs> this is going to be really stupid. This is the world in which we live. Uh, this is our take no cube. Every cup for you, you, you. All I don't do, you blind. Whole lot of people can't see that high. Hey. That's a PBR. This is a place where we found you. Break a bad habit, yo, let it go. Harder still, you know. While a little piece of mine, grab the lowest branch and start to climb. The older version is better. It's way better. But how fucking crazy different is that? You can hear, like, just the. The smoke-filled barroom air. Yeah, this motherfucker has been breathing for the last 15 years. He's almost got that Lenny Kravitz gravel. That is a crazy transition. He went from like fucking. <laughs> I, I remember the. I he went from Barry White to uh, Barry Manilow. Bobby Brown. That was crazy. <laughs> I, you know. I like that kind of shit. Like when the people transition bands that can kind of work around it. Obviously this dude has been putting in work. So, you know, it's going to be a good show. I'd definitely pay money to go see him if they came by. We're going to have to compare more music. Definitely. <laughs> but, Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go eat some food because I've been sitting here drinking <laughs> beer and, uh, I haven't had anything to eat. I need to eat some tacos. So do it, man. Do it, do it, do it. We will definitely have to reconvene. <laughs> we'll make a plan. And uh, do me a Sounds favor, good. get all your, your plugs out so we can uh, we can know where to get a hold of you, Eric. Well, you can find me, uh, you can find my show on anything. I mean, as far, if you swear your podcast found, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Spotify, I'm on uh, Stitcher, I'm on iHeartRadio, I'm on, uh, follow me on Facebook, where I post a lot of my stuff, just Picks and Bones. I'm Picks Bones on uh, Twitter, 
and Picks and Bones uh, Music Podcast on Instagram. Um, new episodes come out every Friday. Um, please like, share, help get the word out on some of these amazing musicians, and uh, just keep on loving music and supporting it. Beautiful. Eric? And, and support independent podcasting and amazing guys like Jody B and his show. Oh, because, no. you know, it's not easy to do what we do, but some guys do it right, and this fucker does. No, I just sit here and, and ramble for a while and try to let people know some interesting things. And that was my conversation with Eric from the Picks and Bones podcast. Be sure to go check him out. He's a proud member of the Civilized Creatures podcast network. Several of our friends over there, uh, married as fuck, and uh, old John with the uh, the Bear Cave podcast i mean it's there's some good shit over there drinks with larry and uh you know hopefully go show everybody a little love some support and maybe check out some new shows hey thank you for joining me uh back running a few days behind i apologize guys um you know it's it is what it is it's life (laughs) but i try to uh try to keep it you know uh keep it pushing and uh try to keep the the new stuff rolling out so just want to take this moment to say be sure and support all the other fantastic shows over at the nsfw podcast network including but not limited to the casual sex with crumb show the second coming show with the reverend jamal blunt mommy podcast man brain podcast the priory society all great shows all great people very informative lots of fun and raunchy as shit so be sure to check that out if you'd like to get in touch with me at poboypod on twitter tell your friends tell your mom tell your friends mom about the show like subscribe all that jazz shout out from the sponsors www.spunkloop.com get some slippery on your dick be sure and i give them a shot it's a a good product and i highly recommend it also biobidet b-i-o-b-i-d-e-t biobidet.com use a promo code pullboys you can receive 10 percent off anything in the store guys gals listen never has it been so easy to put a bidet on your toilet i'm telling you i'm borderline retarded i installed my bidet in less than 15 minutes now i also soak the wall in one of my pants legs but fact of the matter is the installation was quite simple and uh very very easy to do if you're curious if you'd like to check it out go there get you a fucking bidet and clean your assholes you animals and that's that one more in the books y'all thanks for joining me and uh, i'll be sure to have a fresh episode asap (laughs) hopefully it'll be uh you know within the next couple weeks so thank you thank you love you all and we'll see you soon they judge a boy by his friends And all of mine are trash They say you find your own level Well, I'm a snake in their grass But I can't help the things I do I've always been attracted to Cheap don't you know I like cheap thrills night after night cheap thrills 
Well, if you ain't supposed to do it, I will. I got a low reputation in that bad attitude. Cause all I want to do is something that I ain't supposed to do. But I can't change the things I love. Guess I'm just a victim of cheap, cheap thrills. Don't you know I like cheap, cheap thrills? Night after night, cheap, cheap thrills. Well, if you ain't supposed to do it, I will. Oh, oh, oh.